Hello and welcome to GIST Radio. We are a casual radio station where we broadcast when we have something to say. GIST stands for Getting the Shit Together, and we broadcast important interviews and information for artists and creatives of all kinds. For more information on GIST, please log into our website at www.gyst-ink.com, where you will find free resources, software, and publications for artists. You can email us and let us know what you would like to hear about at info at gyst-ink.com. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, cyber listeners. Thank you for tuning in to GIST Radio. I'm your host, Kara Tomei. And I'm about to embark in a conversation with the artist behind Automata, a nonprofit organization founded in 2004, now known as the only experimental puppet theater in Los Angeles. Automata seeks to radically redefine and recontextualize the notion of object performance, locating it at the intersection of contemporary performance, media, visual art, sound art, and experimental writing. As another way of introducing what kind of work they nurture and present, I am going to read an excerpt from a wonderfully written and glowing review from the Los Angeles Times. A marionette lies limp, face down, on a box the size of an upturned milk crate in the middle of a crowded room. Strains of Louis Armstrong issue from a source hidden inside the box, and slowly the marionette begins to crawl. He has few distinguishing features to speak of, but it's clear in an instant that he's seen better days. He moves slowly, achingly. He never makes it up off his knees. Is he dying, drunk, heartbroken, stricken with some kind of curse? He crawls from one end of the box to the other, transfixing a circle of gathered onlookers. It is a short and arduous journey that seems to encompass all the sorrow of mankind. Then the figure goes limp again, and the mantle of sorrow vanishes. What had been a man on the edge of an abyss is suddenly just a few scraps of fabric and wood held precariously together with string. Now, if that is not a compelling description of a uh, puppet theater work, then there isn't one. And I just wanted to start with a kind of uh, creative way of introducing what maybe experimental puppet theater is, because I believe that for most in the country, it is a new form. And Automata is at the forefront of bringing that new form to live audiences. I'm now going to introduce my guests. Uh, through highlighting a few of their accomplishments on their lengthy and impressive bios. My guests today are the co-founders of Automata, Jamie Geyser and Susan Simpson. We're also going to be joined by Miranda Wright, a a producer with the group. So um, Jamie is a visual artist and experimental filmmaker, an Ovi award-winning director, with a significant resume, including works presented at MOCA, the Public Theater, the Walker Art Center, Red Cat Dance Theater, etc., etc. Susan Simpson, also an experimental theater artist and visual artist and filmmaker, with work presented at Santa Monica Museum, here Art Center in New York, LACMA, again, etc. Obviously, they're both uh, practicing visual artists at the forefront of this uh, 
combined media. Uh, and Miranda is a recent CalArts grad and a producing artist who runs a group called LA Performance Practices, and uh, she'll tell us a little bit more of herself as we go on. So now I'm going to let you talk for yourselves, finally, ladies. Thank you, and welcome to the show, Jamie, Susan, and Miranda. Hi, okay. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to let you start talking about this incredible uh, thing that you do called Automata. And Jamie, I just would love for you to tell us about the beginnings of the group. Uh, how did you and Susan meet and start working together? Um, well, I moved to Los Angeles in 1999 to teach at CalArts in the last semester of Susan's graduate school. So I never was her teacher, and we met there, I would say, more as artists, and saw that the work that she was doing and the work that I was doing, were there were compatible interests and also kind of pushing the boundaries of puppetry as an art form and a multidisciplinary form. So over the next few years, we collaborated on several events and came to the conclusion that there really wasn't a place that was kind of the exactly right place to present our work um, in terms of contextualizing it to the public. Um, and so we decided to form this nonprofit called Automata with the goal of really creating the uh, context for puppetry, experimental performance, uh, artificial uh, you know, theater, um, and how that works together with contemporary art, intersects with installation and sound and all of those things. So, so we luckily um, had friends who had nonprofits, uh, David Wilson from the Museum of Jurassic Technology, Sarah Vellis from the Panorama, and they both gave us great advice and helped us with our application. And within a few months of turning it in, we actually had our nonprofit. And so we started out by doing work in other spaces and have gradually moved toward having our own space. And uh, the Museum of Jurassic Technology is where we had our opening event. Oh, that's wonderful. So, Susan, I want to ask you a little bit about that programming that you were doing for the last nine years um, mm -hmm. because it was previous to a permanent space, which you now have on Chungking Road in downtown Chinatown in Los Angeles. And I understand that tomorrow is actually your one-year anniversary of being in the space. Yes, it is. So congratulations. Yes. <laughs> congratulations. That's exciting. So before you had the permanent space, you did a variety of things. I, I don't want people to think that Automata is only about puppet theater because you did performances, film screenings, lectures, workshops, exhibitions. You really, uh, this group is probably as multimedia cutting edge as I can uh, think of. <laughs> I, I do a lot of research on groups throughout L.A., and you all are really doing such a, a variety of things, but with this unifying vision of, you know, redefining, you know, all of the media in, in one, basically, you know, combining all the media into one incredible, you know, mixed media thing. So, uh, again, tell us a little bit about some previous programming, for instance, the manual archives. Yeah, uh, I mean, we have, I think Janie and I both are artists that uh, have broad interests both in what we do and in what we like to see and experience, and so... Uh, I think, as Janie was saying, we wanted to uh, create a context that, that was very uh, broad and made sense and was not just uh, theater, which we sometimes uh, fit into only awkwardly. Uh, and so we have done a, a number of different things, um, including uh, a lot of 
uh, great screenings of experimental uh, film works um, and some music that we have presented. And at the manual archives, um, that space had a, a particular focus uh, that we tried to follow that had to do with creating work that, that had kind of a micro-local uh, interest. And so there were a lot of works there that had to do with L.A. history um, and L.A. mythology, um, though, though not exclusively. Um, so we did uh, a couple window installations there. Uh, we did a series, uh, Katie Shook, uh, worked with me uh, to curate a series that was uh, collaborations between architects and uh, puppet theater artists. And that series ended up being um, puppet plays that were co-designed by architects. We had a, a walk through uh, the Silver Lake neighborhood, and we were collaborating with materials and applications. So the walk went from the manual archives, which was our very tiny little space on Sunset Boulevard, uh, and walked... Uh, about three quarters of a mile through the neighborhood and had little um, places of performance and interest uh, all along there and just sort of highlighting the different uh, sort of history and, and geography. Uh, that um, piece, that series also had um, a, some performances that were not just sit down and watch kind of performances, but were sort of uh, performances in which you were surrounded by uh, the works. Uh, we had another, uh, Evelyn Serrano came and did a piece that was one of my favorites there that um, where she um, had poetry that she had put on signs and then she got professional sign spinners to come and uh, perform this poetry on uh, along Sunset Boulevard. So as you were driving along, uh, this poetry was performed for you um, on the signs there. So um, that, that's some of the things that, that happened there. Uh, and then... Uh, yeah, and we presented an, another uh, a serial uh, play about um, lesbian bars and culture in the 1940s in L.A., so that was kind of an ongoing project there as well. And, and did that and, involve... With, with puppets. With puppets, yeah. So okay, right, so that it does, puppets, did involve puppets. Yeah. So um, yeah. you, basically you, you want to incubate all kinds of performance art through your group, and, you know, <laughs> with a overarching... Uh, Puppet theater kind of being uh, the mainstay, perhaps, but other forms of performance definitely come in and flow out. I mean, I actually went to your space last weekend and saw a great performance piece uh, called Song of Yourselves by John P. Hogan, and that was a performance piece with basically a one-man show and an accompanying musician that involved music and text, and it was very zany and wonderful and political and funny, and it involved the audience. that You had people come up and sing karaoke as part of the show, and I understand he is is your first artist in residence, is that correct, uh, Janie? Um, no, it, actually we've been having artists in residence since we opened the space last year. Oh, I'm sorry. In fact, we okay. opened June 7th, and then we had Katie Shook and Eric N. and one of the Eric N. solography plays in residence like two weeks later, and they presented the premiere of a new work there. So we've, without funding for residencies, we have been doing them because what we've found, we have a space. We're not programming constantly, so we decided to share that space with artists by inviting people to come in and use it for one to three weeks and create a work. 
So we've That's actually, wonderful. I can't count, but we've probably had five or six residencies up to Oh, okay, this. because they're relatively, the, well, relatively short, a few weeks of using the space and then right. presenting a work after that. And how, mm-hmm. do you, or how do you find your artists for the artist-in-residency there? Uh, basically, we know most of them or have seen their work. Mm-hmm. Like John is somebody, I think Susan saw his work a couple of years ago, and we invited him to do a piece before we were in the space as part of um, an evening called the Audio-Visual Department where there were three different performance pieces. And we just really you know, believe in John and think he's doing something quite wonderful and you know, kind of emotional and political, like you said. So we're just mm-hmm. kind of always looking um, and talking to other people. Brian Getnick is another performance artist who we're interested in, who also is tied into a whole network of artists through Native Strategies. So we're just kind of always on the lookout, but also it's a big city with a lot of artists and people, you know, we know a lot of them. That's right. And also uh, in terms of Miranda's expertise, Miranda, hi. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about this because Susan, uh, Janie had told me as well that you are um, helping them to find new talent. And you joined the group about two years ago, correct? Oh, I'm sorry. We have a little. We have a literal glitch here. I'm going to get Miranda back. Okay. Live radio. All right, Miranda. Sorry <laughs> about that. Start over. Tell us about joining the group two years ago and a little bit about your function there and how you find uh, help them find new talent for incubation. Sure. So I started with Janie and Susan about two years ago, as you said, um, as an associate producer for Automata. And a lot of the work that I do is is really kind of on the back end with grant writing, um, helping to develop planning, that sort of thing. But also I work with a a network of artists who are working specifically in contemporary performance here in Los Angeles, um, including Cloud Eye Control, Mila Matraic. And these are all artists that Jamie and Susan know, but um, by sort of gathering our resources together, we've been able to, uh, I think, broaden our, our scope in terms of the types of artists that are coming out to both see the shows and also um, the artists who are putting in proposals to have residencies at Automata. So we're really working together to kind of um, develop a community that extends beyond puppet theater and, and, and reach as far into contemporary performance. That's wonderful. And also, there's you have so many projects uh, being juggled uh, now, I understand. For instance, the upcoming uh, Windows Inside Out program. Susan, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that um, we have our space in uh, Chinatown has two great uh, windows, really uh, big, deep windows. And the, and the uh, storefront itself is... Um, on the uh, pedestrian walkway, and so the, and it's right next to a, a pond, and we get all sorts of people that gather there. All the kids gather to um, play with the turtles and the fish and the pond, and people go past because it's sort of uh, on the way to galleries there. And then right across the street is uh, the whole more touristy uh, part of Chinatown, and so it is a, a wide range of people there, and we really wanted to do some projects that would draw in people that are not on our mailing list or just part of our uh our already formed community that and and particularly people that would be passing by and so we um have been forming this project um to do works in the window and so the idea is that this is sort of um 
uh, a cross between department store windows and window installation and um, things that will be uh, often interactive in some way and things that also may be narrative and tell a story over time. Um, and and there will also be a couple performances that will either be in the windows or uh, sort of the generation of material for those performances will come through communication that happens through the windows. So just this whole idea of um, creating uh, work that will be seen and will engage uh, people that happen uh, to be passing by. So that's that's the idea of it, and also to do work that's accessible in a way that um, that will just be appealing and sort of invite interaction uh, in a way that will um, bring in sort of more of a general public and not just a, our our crowd. I think so. Right, because not everybody, you know, can not everybody, let's say, uh, walking down Chunking Road would have the you know money to buy, let's say, a ticket or or know about it. And then you're activating your space for it's a it's a quite busy downtown area of Chinatown, which you can now activate for the public. I, that's that's quite brilliant. You you seem to be looking for any and every possible angle to you know present this work, and I, I think that you are you're definitely. Uh, Breaking ground and, and forerunners in 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 this, I think it's really wonderful. Um, can I talk to you a little bit about your nonprofit itself? I have an interest in, uh, and I and I think some of our listeners have an interest in just the concept of starting a, a nonprofit and running a nonprofit. It can be quite a challenge. I think that the uh, challenge has a myth of being scary at times. And uh, you have been running this group for, again, nine, almost ten years, which is quite impressive, especially in, well, Los Angeles when, well, any any area when funding for the arts is often hard to come by. (laughs) So would you mind talking a little bit about your nonprofit structure and, um, just like how you get your funding and 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 a little bit about you know the challenge of that and ups and downs perhaps Jamie. Um, well, the structure is you know the general five hundred one c three. Susan and I have been well, none of us are employees. It's all pretty much volunteer with a little bit occasionally of fees that we can pay ourselves. Um, but it's an artist-run nonprofit, and and so our focus is really, you know, what is going to work for the artists that we present, and also for us as artists in terms of what uh, we want to do. And we got great advice from our friend David Wilson when we started, um, talking about having, you know, what kind of board to have. And he really recommended have people on your board who believe in what you're doing, who are other artists, friends of artists, maybe work at other nonprofits who can give us advice about the real day-to-day operations of the space or programming. And so we followed that advice, and we've been very happy with our board. Um, Our current board president, Michael Wade, who's been with us from the beginning, is so active that he sometimes does box office for us, you know, and and That's he's great. very very day to day. I'd say David is one of our spiritual advisors, um, mm-hmm. and has really helped us in a, in a lot of ways. And you know, we have a tremendously wonderful board, um, and so the structure is we we get together with Miranda too, and and talk maybe once a month about 
programming in the future and how, you know, what we're thinking about, what kind of artists we're interested in, what kind of programming. And then we sort of assign each other to follow up on those things. Like for this summer, we we don't have a lot of projects in the space, so we thought maybe doing some workshops, and it's a great time for workshops in the summer. So um, Susan had the idea of focusing on the miniature, so we're looking at, this is not all really set yet, but our ideas are like, a miniature costume workshop, um, a kaleidoscope workshop, and things like this, and maybe an animation workshop for teens, because teenagers oh, well, are I'll, kind I'll of the lost group, like you know. <laughs> and um, and we just had a toy theater workshop that was presented through the L.A. Guild of Puppetry, where Paul Zaloom and Lynn Jeffries conducted a workshop. So that's going to be one of the things to look for this summer. But in terms of structure, it's very intuitive and we bring in our board for all the major decisions and they were very involved in the search for space and in terms of funding you know a lot of the people who support other creative nonprofits like the Department of Cultural Affairs just awarded us a two-year um, grant that will really support the uh, window and residency projects and um, we've gotten support from private donors and we're, you know, other kinds of foundations. A lot of project support. We don't have a lot of operational support yet because without a space, that was harder to apply for. So now we're just beginning with other organizations like L.A. County. We have an application into them, you know, and trying to establish a record for our visual arts so that we could apply to Warhol. But I would say we're we're really still in the early stages of that kind of funding. We get just enough, and then we're lucky that, unlike a visual arts space, we have ticket sales. And I would say that's sort of the bread and butter of, of what we do. Right, because uh, having a permanent space is a whole uh, is a large budget a line item, you know, line item in right. the budget. So that's definitely a big space when a group that has been nomadic, and I've seen that kind of trajectory happen mm-hmm. again and again, like a group that can be nomadic or you know use borrowed space or go around, and then you finally take that leap to actually physically pay rent on the space. That's actually a big capacity building moment. So it's yeah. uh, it, and, and I and also I hear like most artists say, you know, you started it as a labor of love and then you kind of as you're going along you're formalizing more and finding out opportunities uh, that that go along with things like officially renting a space and having a space and it's kind of a that's a typical uh way that that nonprofits go but the fact that you've been able to do it and and continue to grow is very very exciting for sure well, I just want to add, too, that as we got closer to getting a space, Susan and I were very clear with each other, we need someone else to join us and because budgets are not necessarily our strength and imagining things in a, in a kind of financial framework. So we asked around, and Miranda was recommended to us, and when we first met with her, it was really clear that she was the right person, and that's been a great gift for us to, you know, as artists, to have a very creative producer working with us. Absolutely, because, I mean, as the visionaries and creatives, and, you know, not every artist knows how to write a grant or have run a budget or, I mean, you're you're the creatives. You're the ones coming up with the ideas. And, I mean, those are skills that you can learn, but, you know, you need to have people in different, different you know, uh, 
different slots and egg coming with different capacities in. So that's incredible that that you've been able to do that. And Miranda, I'm sure that you you you've got to be excited working uh, with Automata. I'm sure. Um, can you tell me a little bit about um, like next year's programming? Are you are you working on that in terms of lining that up or producing something for next year? We are working on it. We have. Um we're getting pretty close to being at the point where we can announce the season for the, the rest of 2013 up through December. And uh, we have a few things that we have our eyes on for next spring, but we, um, but we are open to new ideas still. We're, it's a lot of work filling, you know, full-time programming in, into a space like ours. So, uh, so we do encourage artists to email us their proposals if they uh, have work that would fit within our mission, we would certainly consider it. Um, yes, it sounds like we have some exciting things coming up through the rest of the year. The Sparkle Blob team will be back in December for their holiday show, which was a huge hit last December. Um, I think we'll have uh, Moira McDonald coming in in the fall at some point with her show Marjorie and Me. And um, I don't know, Janie and Susan, do you have others that you wanted to add in that are well, I know so. that we're planning to reprise Translucent Travels, our artist yes. travelogue slide performance show, and also the Automata Cabaret, which was a big hit last last fall, where we do two nights of you know a, a, basically a cabaret of all kinds of work, and that was really fun and exciting, and also a place for people to try out you know shorter works in in a performance setting. Well, I want to go back to I'm sorry, Miranda. Let me just go back to something that you said because I, oh, no, it's okay because it's important. And because I'm, I had asked you before how you found your artist, and you know, it sounded like when you started out, you obviously all three of you have a very large network of people that you know, and you're so engaged in, you know, the engaged in it, so that you kind of didn't need to solicit outside artists. But it sounds now like now another kind of step is that you're actually soliciting or inviting artists who are out there in LA or actually I would say the world maybe because you know <laughs> blog talk radio is international we are on the internet after all there could be someone finding this uh, interview who is a you know experimental puppet maker from some other place so are you are open to having artists propose uh, things to you talk a little bit more about that and let's get the website um, address out there a few times Miranda Sure. Well, I think we're interested in expanding our community in, in just generally speaking, and we do know quite a few artists that we're interested in really diversifying the programming. So our website is automata-la.org. And Let's you can read that out, just in case. Yes. <laughs> Let's see if I can. A-U-T-O-M-A-T-A-L-A.org. And our uh, email address is automata-la at sbcglobal.net. S as in Sam, B as in boy, C as in cat. As in and obviously, go to the website. You have a you have a mail list. To, um, click there that you can get on the mailing list, and people should get on the mailing list to know about the shows and those fabulous summer workshops. I am certainly going to show up to to one or more of those for sure. <laughs> and I'm just very very pleased that you all joined me today. And I hope you were able to uh, tell us and the listeners uh, everything you wanted to about Atomata 
it is an incredible place, and I urge anyone and everyone who can get involved and go see uh, some shows there to do so. I'm very excited about becoming a big fan of yours, ladies. Thank you. And I'm going you're welcome. I and I will uh, like I said, I'll be there in the summer for sure. And I'm going to um just thank just radio for having this uh show and letting me talk to fabulous people who are doing incredible things. Justink.com is a place that artists can go for a myriad of resources. It's G Y S T com and just has software programs for artists to organize their lives. We actually currently updated a new version of it. We have books. We have hundreds of pages of online resources, free information about everything from starting a nonprofit to organizing your life to professional practices. So I urge you to go to justinc.com and support us. And thank you for listening today.